I suppose it all started with the snow. You see, it's a very special kind of snow. A snow to make the happy happier, and the giddy even giddier. A snow to make a homecoming homier, and a natural enemy's friends. Naturally, for it was the first snow of the season. And as any child can tell you, there's a certain kind of magic to the very first snow. Especially when it falls on the day before Christmas. For when the first snow is also a Christmas snow, <laughs> well, something wonderful is bound to happen. The children look out at a classroom window and marvel at the snow falling. Their teacher taps a ruler on her desk to get their attention. Children, back to your seats. The snow can wait. Now, now, I've hired Professor Hinkle, the magician, to entertain at today's class Christmas party. So pay attention. Now, Professor Hinkle was just about the worst magician in the world. Professor Hinkle removes his hat and bows. All his trick props fall out of his hat onto the floor. And so, I put the magic eggs into my hat. Abracadabra, to coin a phrase. Ha ha ha! And voila, the eggs have turned into... He turns his hat upside down and the eggs fall out and break onto the floor. Messy, messy, messy. The children groan. Where is that rabbit? Hocus pocus, where are you? Bah, the only thing this hat's good for is the trash can. Professor Hinkle fiddles with his hat before throwing it at the trash can across the room. It bounces off the side and lands on the floor. Hocus Pocus springs out of the hat and waves to the classroom. The hat then falls back onto the rabbit and he hops around the room as, as Professor Hinkle tries to catch him. School bell rings and the children stampede for the door, running over Professor Hinkle in the process. You desert Hinkle the... Ouch! For some stupid... Ow! Frozen water! Hey! Look at the snow! It's cold and snowy. Yeah, it's the best kind of snow, too. We're building a snowman, Karen. You make the head. The head is the most difficult part. Ask anyone. What will we call him? Yeah, should we call him Harold? Uh, Bruce? No. Christopher Columbus? Oh, no. Oatmeal? Oatmeal. How about Frosty? Frosty? Yeah, Frosty it is. Frosty the snowman. Pocus Pocus, still bouncing around in the magician's hat, bursts out the school doors into the snow. Professor Hinkle follows closely behind. Come back here, you! Professor Hinkle gets a hold of the elusive rabbit, but the hat flies off and is blown through the air. Karen grabs it and puts it on the snowman. Happy birthday! That hat brought Frosty to life. 
It must be magic. Magic? My hat? Magic? Just look! The hat blows off Frosty's head and into the hands of Professor Hinkle. If that hat is magic, I want it back. But it's not yours anymore. You threw it away. Don't talk back to your elders, you naughty, naughty little girl. And you, shoving the rabbit back into the hat. Stay in there, or there'll be no carrots for Christmas. But you can't take that hat back. It brought Frosty to life. You saw it happen. I saw nothing of the kind. Hocus Pocus pops out of the hat and rubs his paws in a tisk-tisk kind of disapproval. Quiet. I can't lose that hat if it's really got magic now. It'll make me a millionaire magician. But we saw Frosty come to life, didn't we? Uh-huh. We sure did. You silly children believe everything you see. When you're grown up, you'll realize that Snowman can't come to life. But we... Silly, silly, silly. Professor Hinkle puts on the hat and walks away. Ah, Frosty, we don't care what grown-ups say. We know you did come to life. We know, Frosty. We just know. Frosty the Snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncup pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the Snowman is a fairy tale they say He was made of snow but the children know How he came to life one day Now of course the hat did belong to Frosty and the children. That part must be made very clear. Therefore, Hocus Pocus was entirely in the right in what he was about to do. Professor Hinkle waltzes through town, obviously proud that his hat is magic. Hocus Pocus jumps out of the hat and swaps it on Professor Hinkle's head with a wreath that was hanging on a street light. Unknowingly, Professor Hinkle continues prancing down the street, now with the wreath on his head, as Hocus Pocus bounces in the other direction with the hat. Well, Hocus Pocus raced back to the children just as fast as he could. Look, the hat's back! Let's see if it will make Frosty alive again! Karen puts the hat back on Frosty's head, and immediately he comes back to life. Happy birthday! Hey, I said my first words. But Snowman can't talk. Alright, come on now, what's the joke? Could... Could I really be alive? I mean, I can make words. I can move. I can juggle. I can sweep. I can count to ten. One, two, three, four, five, nine, six, eight. Well... I can count to five. What do you know? Huh, I'm even ticklish. In fact, I'm all living. I'm alive. What a neat thing to happen to a nice guy like me. There must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. For when they placed it on his head, he began to dance around. Frosty Snowman was alive as he could be. 
just the same as you and me. The music stops as Frosty starts to sweat visibly. Uh-oh. What's the matter, Frosty? Whew. Is there a thermometer around here? Over there on the wall. Why? Oh, I was afraid of that. The thermometer's getting red. I hate red thermometers. Why, Frosty? Because when the thermometer gets all reddish, the temperature goes up. And when the temperature goes up, I start to melt. And when I start to melt, I get all wishy-washy. Then you've got to go someplace where you'll never melt. The only place I'd never melt is the North Pole. Then we've got to get you there. Yeah, we'll take you downtown to the railroad station. And put you on a train. Great. I always wanted to see the town. Let's make a party out of it. Let's have a parade. Frosty leads the children in a march out of the schoolyard and through the town. As townspeople see him leading the kids, they react in various forms of shock. Kids, follow the leader. All right, stop, stop, stop. Didn't you see that traffic light? What's a traffic light? Up there on the lamp post. What's a lamp post? Ho oh, ho! You want a ticket, wise guy, huh? I'd love one. To the North Pole, please. Huh? You've got to excuse him, sir. You see, he just came to life, and he doesn't know much about such things. Ah, well, it's okay if he just came to life. Move along, move along. That silly snowman, once they come to life, they don't know nothing. Come to life? Frosty and the kids continue their march to the train station. They walk up to the ticket man, who is asleep. Like a ticket to the North Pole, please. He jerks awake. Hmm, what, what, what? North Pole, you say? Yes, ma'am. The ticket man leaps into action, laying out and stamping various different tickets and arranging them into his stack. Root you by the way of Saskatchewan, Nome, Alaska, the Klondike. And Aurora Borealis! 
Gotta make a change at Nanook of the North, Will. <laughs> That'll be three thousand and four cents, including tax. Oh, but we don't have any money. No money! No money, no ticket. Now I'll never get to the North Pole. Oh, Frosty, you just can't melt. Oh, Karen, don't you get all slushy too. What is it, Hocus? Out the window? A refrigerated boxcar on a train headed north? You'll be safe there. Frosty, come on. It's full of ice cream. And frozen Christmas cakes. What a neat way to travel. Hurry up, Frosty. The train is pulling out. Are you coming to the North Pole too? I'm sure my mom won't mind, as long as I'm home in time for supper. Frosty, Karen, and Hocus Pocus jump inside the boxcar and the train starts moving. Professor Hinkle runs to catch up with the train as it leaves and hops on board the caboose. Frosty the snowman had a hobby on his way But he waited by saying, don't cry, I'll be back again someday I must get that hat back. Think nasty, think nasty, think nasty. <laughs> Now actually, a refrigerated boxcar is a splendid way to travel. Splendid, that is, if one is a snowman or a furry-coated rabbit. But for Karen... Are you cold, Karen? No, that's a silly question. You wouldn't be sneezing if you weren't cold. Well, just, just a, a little. Frosty realized that Karen had to get out of that car as soon as possible. So when the little freight train stopped to let an express full of happy Christmas travelers pass, Frosty took advantage of the opportunity and quickly got them all off. Frosty carries Karen off the train before it starts moving again. As it leaves, Professor Hinkle notices that Frosty has gotten off. Oh, you tricked me! No fair! The only thing Professor Hinkle could do was to make a jump for it. He leaps off the train and eventually bounces to a stop at the base of a tree. Frosty wanted to get as far away as he could before Hinkle woke up. but the woods through which they traveled were still bitterly cold. Hocus, I've got to get Karen all warmed up, or she's a goner. Hocus motions for Frosty to make a fire. I can't make a fire. Oh boy, that's one thing I really can't do. I guess we just got to keep moving until we find someone who can. Then suddenly they came upon a tiny glen, which seemed almost magical. For it was Christmas Eve. 
and the woodland animals were all decorating for their big celebration. They knew Santa was to come that night, and they wanted everything to be just right. Hocus, speak to the animals. See if they won't all pitch in and build a fire for Karen. Hocus Pocus acts out the situation and seemingly asks them to help. Animals were delighted to help, so they found a spot away from the glen where the fire wouldn't catch onto the trees. Soon, there was a spark, and in no time at all, a splendid fire was crackling away. Frosty was careful to stay far away from the flames. Hocus? We've got to find someone to help Karen get home before she freezes, and meet at the North Pole before I melt. But who? Hocus Pocus pretends to be a soldier. No, not the Marines. He pretends to be a politician. No, not the President of the United States. Oh, they are both swell ideas. But we've got to find someone nearby. He makes a beard out of the snow and pretends to be Santa Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. That's a great idea! Why didn't I think of that before? Hocus, you go back with the animals, and when Santa comes, you bring him right here. Understand? Hurry now! And so Frosty kept a silent vigil, waiting patiently all through the night until Santa would arrive. But suddenly... Professor Hinkle jumps out of nowhere up to where Karen is sitting by the fire. Oh, a campfire. Well, isn't that all snug and comfy? <laughs> Professor Hinkle blows out the fire. No, don't! Now give me that hat or else! Or else what? Uh, well, don't bother me with details. Give me that hat! Quick, get on my shoulders, Karen! You see... Frosty, since he was made of snow himself, was the fastest belly whopper in the world. And old Professor Hinkle was soon far outdistanced. And now it was Frosty's good fortune that right at the bottom of the hill was a tiny greenhouse used to grow precious tropical poinsettias for Christmas. It's got to be all warm and snug inside for those Christmas flowers to grow so beautiful. Let's go in. But, but you will melt. Just a little. I'll only stay inside for a minute. Besides, I've been meaning to take off a little weight anyway. He opens the door. Woo! Stay in here much longer, and I'll really make a splash in the world. As Professor Hinkle, still huffing and puffing, catches up and slams the door closed, locking them both inside. <sighs> now I've got you, and the minute you're all melted, that hat will be mine! <laughs> Professor Hinkle looks up to see Santa's sleigh flying overhead. Santa had arrived, but was he too late? Hocus explained the situation to Santa who, as you know, speaks a fluent rabbit. 
and when they didn't find Frosty and Karen on the hill, Santa followed Frosty's path in the snow to the greenhouse. But when they got inside, a terrible sight met their eyes. Frosty, the snowman, was a happy, jolly soul. With a con cup pipe and a button nose, and two eyes made out of coal. They were too late. Too late? Oh, oh, why nonsense? Oh, don't cry, Karen. Frosty's not gone for good, you see. He was made out of Christmas snow, and Christmas snow can never disappear completely. Oh, it sometimes goes away for almost a year at a time takes the form of spring and summer rain. But you can bet your boots that when good jolly December wind kisses it, it will turn into Christmas snow all over again. <laughs> yes, but he was my friend. Ho <laughs> ho, just watch. Santa opens the door, cold air sweeps in, and Frosty is revived. Wait a minute! I want that hat, and I want it now. Don't you dare touch that! And just what are you going to do about it? If you so much as lay a finger on the brim, I'll... I'll never bring you another Christmas present as long as you live. Never? Never. No more trick cards, or magic balls, or... No more anything, period. Oh, that's not fair. I mean, we evil magicians have to make a living too. Now, you go home and write, I'm very sorry for what I did to Frosty a hundred zillion times. And then maybe, just maybe, mind you, you'll find something in your stocking tomorrow morning. <laughs> a new hat? Maybe? Oh, yes, sir. Goodbye, everyone. Sorry to lose and run, but I've got to get busy writing. Busy, busy, busy. Come on, Frosty. We're all waiting on you. Ho, ho, ho. Happy birthday. And so, Santa took Karen home and made ready to bring Frosty back to the North Pole. Karen hated to say goodbye to Frosty, but as Santa promised, Frosty returned every year with the magical Christmas snow. And every year, there was a great celebration with a great Christmas parade. 
frosty goat. Over the hills of snow, Frosty the snowman was a jolly, happy soul. With a corncob pipe and a button nose and two eyes made out of coal. And with Frosty the snowman, Christmas was always very merry indeed. You have a merry Christmas too. on Christmas Day! And with that, we have come to an end of our 2022 Christmas special, The Table Read of Frosty the Snowman. We hope you all had a great time and enjoyed the production If you did, don't hesitate to go leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't also don't forget to follow us on Instagram, banter underscore pod on Instagram. We had an incredibly talented cast taking part in this year's Christmas special. Starting with Frosty the Snowman is your own Wes Richardson. The narrator was played by James Coppock. The teacher was played by friend of the show, Tori. The twins were played by Kelly from Fanimated Podcast. Professor Hinkle was played by yours truly. Karen was played by my sister Abby. Many of the children out in the schoolyard played by my sister Anna. The traffic cop was played by Landon, who was Linus last year, if you remember. And the, the ticket man, who I think is going to be everyone's favorite, was played by a friend of the show, Mike. Rounding it out, playing Santa Claus was another friend of the show Seth thank you all for taking part in this year's Christmas special it was just incredible to take part in to put together to hear the final product all the people who provided voices just did a phenomenal job so thank you guys and of course a big shout out goes to uh, CBS who aired the original Frosty the Snowman Christmas special that was a Rankin and Bass production and the original song written by Walter E. Rollins and Steve Nelson. We uh, we obviously used a lot of copyrighted material in this production, but really we were just paying homage to the incredible 1969 Christmas special. So please do not uh, sue us for any reason. We are not making money on this, but we hope you all enjoyed it. Have a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2023 at Banter I Hardly Know Her.